Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood, and today I'd like to talk about friendship. It struck me uh, last Saturday when three women showed up at my church for a tribute that we were giving for the retirement for my accountant and uh, administrative assistant. It really struck me as touching that the three women and, and my, the fourth being my administrative assistant had all met as students in high school. They were 16 years of age and they've been friends ever since. They In high school, they were all part of a high school co-op program that put uh, kids together and introduced them to work. All four of them, I believe, worked at a bank. I think they went to different high schools. So they didn't know each other before being co-op students. But they're working at the bank, each of them being 16 years of age. Uh, they made friends. And they, they are in their 60s now. Uh, and it struck me that um, watching them interact with each other, it caused me to think about the way we make friends, um, and, and particularly those friends who've been with us as friends for the longest amount of time. For me, my oldest friends are the people I was potty trained with in New Orleans. Some are probably listening to this broadcast right now. And we've been friends ever since. Then there are some people I met in elementary school, and at every grade level in school up until the present stage of life, one of my elementary school friends texts me after uh, seeing a post that I put on Facebook about uh, prayers of thanks for the people who've been our friends uh, for the longest amount of time. And she texts me to say that one of our friends who lives in New York is coming into town uh, this week and uh, hoping that we could all get together. But the thing that brought us together was we met in the fifth grade, in the fifth grade at the Chrysler Elementary School in Detroit. And the friend who's coming into town from New York uh, came in a little later into uh, the school year, as I recall. But, you know, that was a long time ago. We're all supposed to have breakfast on Friday, and I guess I'll find out exactly what the time frame was. But we've all been friends ever since. Children often make friendships through playtime in school and without a lot of conversation. Children can make friendships through the fun and exploration of play. And I believe that there is something instinctual that clicks in the mind of a child that informs them which person is fun and who is not, who is easy to talk to and who is not. And they're not having a lot of conversations. They're not deep, but they're deep enough for a child to figure things out. And what fascinates me is that often the instincts of children are right on the money. We become older and sometimes become lovers. And again, the instincts are often right on the money. But sometimes your instincts can fool. For example, physical intimacy looks like love, feels like love, 
But sometimes all you have is the trappings of love. And some of the saddest people I know are lovers who didn't take the time to become friends. And so what is a friend? I've been thinking about this, and I want to break down some of the elements of friendship. Number one, friendship ought to be egalitarian. What I mean by that is there should be some equality in the friendship. Uh, It should not uh, be a situation where one person dominates the other. Uh, The Apostle Paul says it ought to be patient. Friendship should be kind. It ought to bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, and endure all things. Uh, Number three, friendship will stick with you when the bottom falls out from your life. And to me, that's one of the tests of friendship. Uh, Who are the people who are with you when you're in your worst moment? Who are the, the people who will be with you when you are totally embarrassed? Who are the people who will be with you when you are weak? To the point where you cannot help yourself. Uh, To me, that's one of the tests of friendship. Number four, friendship does not always agree. Uh, That means that, you know, just because the friends fall out and disagree doesn't mean that they're no longer friends. It just means that they feel comfortable enough with each other uh, to say their mind. Five, sometimes only a true friend will tell you the truth and the truth that might hurt your feelings. The true friend will tell you uh, when you need to uh, comb your hair a little bit more. The true friend will tell you that your opinion on some subject doesn't make sense. Uh, It is a true friend who feels comfortable enough in their friendship Uh, to let you know that they think you're acting like a jerk. Um, But by the same token, the true friend will let you know that you are really a worthwhile individual. Uh, Six, friendships must be cultivated. And what I mean by that is I think there are a lot of friendships that really don't last simply because we don't take the time to build upon those friendships. I think uh, if a friendship is worth being a friend, uh, and friends are worth being friends, then we need to call each other, call upon each other. Uh, When we talk with each other, to be disclosive with each other, uh, to be friends with each other, to uh, be loving and kind with each other, but to seek each other out. And if you don't hear from a friend in a while, call them. The other day I called one of my friends, and I'm going through a thing now because I lost a brother a year ago, August. And one of the roles that my brother Steve uh, performed in my life is that Steve and I would talk usually first thing in the morning, last thing at night. Then Steve was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, stage four. He didn't have much longer to live. And uh, I started going over to this house uh, more, uh, we'd watch shoot 'em ups on TV. Uh, I ended up, uh, you know, very often making sure he had dinner. I'd run, you know, he slept on the second floor. He'd have me running from the second floor for the first to the first floor and back, uh, to bring him his medications, to bring him water, whatever he wanted. 
and uh, that is an intense experience. I don't know if brothers or sisters can be friends in the classic definition of who is a friend, but he was my friend. And uh, often we might talk five times, five or six times during the day, you know, about the smallest things. But now Steve is dead. And the other day, I just was starved for conversation. And, uh, you know, my wife is a judge. She doesn't have time to talk to me during the day. She's out there hanging people. No, that's a joke. She's not really hanging people. But, you know, she's doing the business of being a judge. And uh, I was riding across town, and I really wanted to talk to somebody. And so I picked up the phone, and I'm so glad that, uh, you know, a lot of the people that I've been friends with since I was a child still had the same phone number. And uh, on my speed dial, I called a guy named Willard Hill. Now, Willard is in New Orleans. Willard is maybe a year older than me, not much. But Willard uh, was potty trained with me at the Central Congregational United Church of Christ. Now, that may sound like a joke to some of you who are listening to this. But literally, we were, you know, in the same daycare center. And we've kept the friendship through the years. And so Willard is a lawyer now. Uh, I called him. And lo and behold, he answered the call. And he was totally shocked that I was calling him. And, I, you know, I tried to tell him in a nice way. I said, man, I'm starved for conversation. You know, and I knew that Willard was a, the kind of guy that I could talk to. And we weren't talking about anything in particular. Uh, but the fact that we could have a conversation with each other is a wonderful thing. He was totally floored, and I made a commitment to myself. I said, this will not be the last time I call Willard Hill. Uh, friends will call each other, not for any particular reason. Uh, number eight, friends know when to show up. You know, when you have something major in your life, a wedding, a funeral, maybe uh, a tribute at work, the friends will show up. Uh, and most of all, a friend is willing to listen uh, without necessarily fixing your problem, but they will listen to you. Now, the Bible has much to say about friendship. Jesus tells his disciples that they are friends, and he uses the illustrations of friendship uh, to define premium and quality relationships. For example, uh, he talks about the friend at midnight. Who is the friend who you can go to at midnight and say, hey, I'm hungry, uh, and they will let you in? Uh, I want to read to you another example that Ge Jesus gives about friendship. This is in John chapter 15, starting at verse 12. He says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. 
You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands commands so that you may love one another. So Jesus values friendship. Jesus understood that friendship is premium in our human relationships. Uh, Friendship will open you to emotional and physical exposure that can leave us vulnerable. Let me say that again. Our friendship will open us to emotional and physical exposure that can leave us totally exposed. And one of the reasons friends sometimes fall out with one another is because they are in the short group of people who actually know each other's vulnerable points. They know your 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 faults. They know uh, the buttons to push to make you angry. Um, and they know things about you that other people don't know. And because they have that information, we all become vulnerable. Uh, my friends have known me when I was at my weakest. My friends also know when I've been my happiest and when, you know, I've been sad. Uh, but there are vulnerable points in life. And sometimes uh, a friend will hurt you. And so I just share these thoughts with you today about friendship. Uh, I, and I encourage you to take a step back for just a moment. Step back and take stock of your friends and ask yourself, who is really my friend? Uh, who would be with me in a pinch? Who has been with me when nobody else would? And I tell you, my friends, uh, if you have a friend, keep them close. If you have even just one friend, keep talking to them. Cultivate your relationships. Build upon your relationships. And know that our friendships are from God. God bless. God keep you. And before I go, I want to share with you a prayer, a prayer that um, I, I wrote this week. Uh, I was after seeing those four women that I began uh, this broadcast about uh, these four friends from high school, these women who met as girls at 16. Uh, I began to think about my friends and I, I wrote down the following prayer. And I'm sharing this with you. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for the friends who go back to my youth, the people who know my history, where I am from, where uh, I am from, what I've done, where I've been, my ups, my downs, my ins, my outs. And through it all, we are still friends. I thank you for friendship, the memories the laughter, the happy times, and the sad times. But through it all, friendship remains. Thank you, Lord, for my friends. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is Nick Hood, pastor of the Plymouth United Church of Christ. God bless, God keep you, and remember, above all things, I am praying for you.